to you. Welcome to WKTY Outdoors. I'm Kevin Millarn. Thank you very much for being here on the program this morning. Appreciate you being here. Hope you're making plans to get outside and enjoy a little of the nice weather here. Relatively speaking. Holy moly, I had the day off from work yesterday and um Got my errands done right away in the morning here and then roamed around and went out and just, just you know, trying to get to, I spent last Saturday uh, just out and about, I probably should have been fishing, but um, was going to go get some pictures and, and there were, I don't know, <laughs> dozens and dozens of, if you're into bird, uh, Unfortunately, there are not as many there as uh, I looked yesterday. But last Saturday, my goodness, there must have there were dozens and dozens of bald eagles, um, just a little south of Brownsville, over where that overlook is, and, and a little south of there, and they were just hanging in the trees. Well, I mean that's where they hang out anyway. But you know what I mean? I mean they were just all over the place up there uh, or down there, I should say. And uh, that was so cool. But I had yesterday off. I needed to. Use up some vacation time here before the end of the year, and uh, took advantage of it. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. I ended up kind of do, I was going to kind of do the same thing, and and ended up in the uh, northeast corner of Iowa yesterday, and in uh, Lansing, New Albany area, and checked out some places I hadn't uh, hadn't ever been to before, which uh, is is always kind of fun, and ended up at uh, just. I don't know how many boat landings I actually ended up at. Uh, just kind of just checking conditions and seeing what's uh, uh, going on down there. And man, I I felt a little jealous for some of the. Uh, I, I got down to to New Albany and went down to their boat landing uh, way out in, way out there uh, in uh, in New Albany, and uh, um, there were. I don't know, probably what half dozen boats. I think maybe uh, just in that uh, in that area that were uh, fishing. I, I'm I'm assuming they were fishing for walleyes. But um, I, as I told somebody yesterday, it's like I don't really care what's biting. I'll take whatever I can get at this point. This is uh, I'm I'm looking at this uh, look at days like yesterday and and I think today too for that matter and and uh, this weekend uh, as uh, as bonus days. I mean these are. Uh, extra days on the in the boat on the water kind of days that uh, you don't uh, you don't normally get. But it was uh, just I mean just I mean it was it was beautiful yesterday. It was just beautiful um, to to get out and uh, I have to say that that probably oh probably at least half and I, I think I checked out about a half dozen or so and I, I'm. That sounds about right. Is 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 about half of them were uh, half of the boat landings were pretty accessible, pretty open, uh, especially the ones that opened kind of into uh, bigger channels and and things like that. They uh, um, they were pretty clear of ice, uh, but there were some um, 
like the Millstone one, and, and I, I know there were a couple of others that, uh, the one at, uh, yeah, the one at Lansing I, I looked at as well. Um, they were, <laughs> you were breaking ice to get in and out of that, uh, out of those landings there. You could see the, uh, uh, somebody was just as I was kind of pulling in and, and coming in to check it out yesterday, there was somebody coming out with their boat, and you could see where they uh, definitely ended up breaking through the ice to, or, or breaking ice anyway. It wasn't thick ice. I mean, it, nothing too terribly major, but I mean, it was, you know, you had to crunch some ice to, to get the, the uh, to get to the landing there. So, um, but yeah, you know, hey, they're, otherwise they're, uh, you know, I, I'd say you've probably got a pretty good chance of, of finding an open uh, boat landing here. We don't have to worry about that at the, at the moment. And I mean, I, I, I don't think the window is going to be terribly large for terribly long, but uh, um, I think we're going to, uh, um, we, we still got a window if you want to, still want to get the, get the boat out there. And, and there were, like I said, there were a bunch of folks out there, uh, out there fishing yesterday. And, and again, just what an absolutely beautiful, I mean, it wasn't, there wasn't, the breeze wasn't too bad. So, I mean, the water wasn't terribly choppy and, and, you know, I mean, sunshine and blue, 50 plus degrees, you know, I'll, on, uh, the 8th of December, I'll take that. I'll, I'll, I'll take that, uh, just about any time of, of any time of the month, uh, in December that, uh. Um, I, I know folks like snow and snowmobiling and everything like that. And Hey, I get you. I, you know, cross country skiing, downhill skiing, all of that as well. And, and Hey, I totally understand that. And, uh, you know, guys anxious to get out there and do some ice fishing. And, uh, that totally, uh, totally makes sense. I completely, completely get that. But, um, and, and I enjoy my fair share of those uh, types of activities as well, but, uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll take 50 degrees here for uh, uh, the odd day or so here in uh, early December. I'm not going to complain about that. So, but that was, it was, yeah, it was just a beautiful day to get out there and, and uh, hopefully you got a chance to at least, you know, get a little fresh air and sunshine uh, uh, driving around. It was, uh, like I said, it was uh, uh, very, very pleasant to, to get out there and. Again, you know, still a lot of, uh, it, it was just really nice to, to drive down. Still a lot of, actually still a lot of um, spots here and there. Not, I don't think quite as many uh, birds are still kind of hanging around. But, uh, again, down in that uh, that Brownsville area, you can still see eh, little spots here and there of uh, the snow geese and the, uh, the geese and um, eagles and things like that that are just uh, ducks and whatnot. Uh, still hanging out on the uh, on the uh, uh, the water there, and but then you can still hear them too, for that matter. If you, you pull over and roll roll the window down, that's uh, uh, but yeah, it just uh, just a lovely day to, to get out there and uh, enjoy enjoy nature here in December. A very rare rare thing indeed, and and you know even still, I mean, I'm you know I'm looking at the forecast today. It's not um, you know. Get a little rain, a little snow mix or whatever, but it doesn't sound like it's going to be, you know, anything too heavy, you know, no real accumulation or anything. So um, get a chance to enjoy a little a little more outdoor. I've still got to do a couple of things, uh, planning on doing a couple of things outdoors today. So 
I'm looking forward to that. But um, again, it, you know, it's just uh, just lovely weather right now. And um, was hoping, you know, normally this this time of year, I, I, my guest is gonna. I'll have uh, tackle Terry Tuma on here in about probably ten minutes or so, and you know, wanted to talk a little bit about ice. So I'll, he lives a little further up north in uh, in 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 Minnesota there, but uh, so I'll, I'll be sure to ask him what uh, uh, what the ice conditions are like. But I mean, down here, it's yeah. There's you know, you can still see ice, but it's not. I don't. You know, we get days like yesterday and and today, and um, I don't think uh, you know. It'll it'll be several days before I think we start really making some more uh, uh, some more ice. We'll get some stuff overnight overnights, but um, it's uh, during the day. I think it'll it's just going to be a little just a little above freezing, so not going to be perfect conditions. But again, yeah, it's uh, um, I, I think it'll it, it will be at least several days. I think probably before uh, we see any kind of decent ice making weather here from what uh, I'm looking at at the forecast here and and uh, maybe not even really in the next the next week or so so I'm you know you know I, I we're I'm I'm guessing we're going to be into the third week in December without really any kind of uh, decent ice around here so the person who hadn't hasn't put their boat away quite yet is uh uh Still got a little bit of an advantage out there. And, and really, it's, uh, you know, uh, conditions-wise, um, normally not really doing it much in December, but, you know, kind of have to at this point because we're talking about, uh, you know, the out, you know, still got open water on the, the river. You know, we're sitting at about 5'1", five, 5'2", uh, five, five, this morning here in La Crosse and uh, pretty pretty stable here and there. Uh, the, the flows are... Anywhere from um, mid-teens to low twenties, uh, from anywhere from Alma down, you know, down to Linksville. Um, so not a whole lot of not a whole lot of change between uh, this week and last. It's 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 pretty stable. I think they they you know they're just trying to keep things uh, very stable in terms of uh, of conditions, and um, I don't know if I. And again, I don't, I, I didn't see any, um, but I'm guessing we're just about, if not already, done with uh, with barge season. I wasn't able to, I wanted to track that information down this week and never got a chance to do it. But um, so, you know, it, it, if you want to get out in the boat, you got the opportunity. Water temperatures, uh, yeah, they, uh, <laughs> that isn't going to change this time of year. They're, they're going to be, uh, uh, a little on the chilly side, if, and if I remember correctly, I think actually, um, in looking at the, the the numbers today, I think they've come up a degree or two, or at least a maybe even two three degrees uh, from last week. Because if I remember correctly, we were pretty much solidly in the mid thirties, uh, you know, thirty fours, thirty fives on the top end, and now we're you know thirty seven, thirty eight. Uh, and so it's, it's actually warmed up just a, a little bit, kind of, kind of odd that that is, is happening, but, um, we'll, uh, we'll talk a little bit more with, with Terry about that and how that, how he thinks that will, uh, uh 
uh, impact the fishing here as well, but uh, which is kind of hit and miss. Um, again, I'm looking at it from the point of view is that if, you know, I've got a boat and I can get out and I can fish, um, you know, I'll do my darn best to, to catch some fish, but if I don't, you know, I'm going to take advantage of a 50 degree day to get out and, uh, get a little sun on my face on the water there. So, um, but, uh, uh, and, and from our reports earlier this week, and I haven't gotten anything in the last day or two, but, uh, from earlier in the week, anyway, uh, the walleye fishing has been just a, a little bit slow. I wouldn't be surprised though, if it didn't, uh, maybe pick up just a, a little bit, but, uh, it's been, uh, it's been a little slow. Uh, the, the fish that have been caught, um, pretty much working on, uh, you know, again, locking dams or uh, working some of those, those wing dam areas as well. Uh, they've, been, uh, they've been in there. Um, perch bite is probably about the best as uh, we'll see in terms of, you know, I, maybe the fish are confused too, I don't know. But uh, the, the perch bite's probably your, your best bet um, for, uh, for fishing this weekend. Uh, again, in some of the backwater areas, uh, some nice ones uh, being caught. Uh, again, probably working, or at least the ones I've heard about anyway, caught with uh, just you know, uh, minnows and, and live bait rigs, things along those lines. Um, but uh, so, yeah, and again, they're working in the... Uh, the backwater areas, wherever there might be some weed beds, places like that. Um, I'm guessing with this warmer weather too, you know, and we get the sunshine and, and light penetration, you know, the the, the bait fish are going to move up a little more shallow. So uh, again, you're not working terribly uh, deep water uh, as well for those uh, for those perch. Uh, if and again, if you're in the backwater area, you might be able to score some uh, bluegills or uh, crappies as well. Uh, they're just uh, biting occasionally on uh, uh, worms here and there, but um, it's uh, yeah, panfish bites just a little a little off. But uh, and I don't really have um, a whole lot of other reports there too. Um, a little further downriver, anyway, from here, anyhow. Um, you know, guys are still catching uh, still catching some bass, some largemouths, and. Uh, working those weed areas and um, maybe just, you know, upsize a little bit from if you uh, want to switch from perch to uh, fish bass, just, you know, upsize your bait a little bit, you know, spinner baits or um, chatter baits, whatever you want to, whatever you want to use is, is perfectly fine. Um, and, oh, I, I know what I, I put in my notes here too. It says uh, a little slower retrieve as well. Yeah, they're going to be a little... Uh, they're, uh, lethargic is not the right word, but they're not going to be uh, expending a, as much energy to, to chase down a lure there. So uh, just slowing your presentation down a little bit, which I think maybe is why, you know, the, the perch bite isn't doing too bad. You know, you can just, you know, vertical jigging and uh, things along those lines. Same for the, the walleye as well that are, are being caught, you know, just uh, your, your, your vertical jigging with, uh, with that and uh, the fish, you know, can come up and... and take the lure without uh, a great deal of uh, uh, a great deal of effort but again um if you want to try and catch a few bass uh and again i think i i love i i love that challenge um 
you know, just uh, fish those places where they, they have been this fall. And uh, I think for the most part, they're still going to be there uh, in, in most cases. Um, and just, uh, again, slow your uh, presentation down just a little bit. And I think you'll, uh, you'll probably do all right. Okay, uh, that is a, a quick look at the, the fishing report and conditions. Uh, I, I just want to mention one thing here before I take a break and get Terry on, because then we'll get talking and uh, we'll just fill up the rest of the show. So uh, I just want to mention here, too, that um, the Lacrosse Adventure Films folks uh, have a, uh, an event coming up here in a couple of days on Tuesday uh, over at the, the Pump House Regional Arts Center. They're... Uh, um, Annual series, I, annual is not the, the right word, but uh, their uh, uh, continuing series maybe is a better way to put it, but uh, with a, uh, a night with an adventurer. And uh, they've got a gentleman by the name of Marty Sobeck who's going to be coming and speaking from uh, uh, the area here. He is uh, talking about uh, skiing across the world, or sk- skiing around the world, which uh, I, I think is uh, very, very cool. But uh, you can just go to... Um, Lacrosse Adventure Films, and just Google that up, and then you can get the tickets and uh, and go enjoy yourself. It's uh, Tuesday, December 12th uh, from 6.30 to 8 at the, the Pump House here uh, in downtown Lacrosse, and uh, it is a, a great evening, and I'm sure it's just going to be a, a, a lot of fun and should be a, a good time if you're looking for something fun to do. You're just going to have to kind of imagine the snow here at the moment. I'm sure uh, there'll, there'll be pictures of to, to show you what snow actually looks like since we, we haven't uh, haven't seen a whole lot around here at the moment. But uh, uh, you get the idea. Anyway, so, yeah, go check it out. It's uh, It'll be a fun night. Anyway, got to take a break. Come back in a moment here with more WKTY Outdoors on WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. I'm Kevin Millarn. Thank you for joining me on the program this morning. Appreciate you being here. Joining me uh, today is uh, Tackle Terry Tuma, and uh, always good to get to Terry on the program here and, and uh, have him share some of his knowledge and expertise when it, it comes to fishing here. And um, Originally, I think when we, we talked maybe last month, I was thinking, well, okay, you know, next time we talk in December, we can talk about ice fishing and uh, all that uh, all that good stuff. And, uh, well, uh, uh, I guess, we can still talk about ice fishing. It's just that we can't put anything to practical use yet, I guess. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you're right, Kevin. Good morning to you and good morning to all of our listeners. Yes, you're exactly right. There are. I talked to Riverbend Resort on Lake of the Woods yesterday, mm-hmm. and in Four Mile Bay, they got about four inches of ice. And Zippo Bay about eight inches, but you know that's going to be the main lake is still open, mm-hmm. and they're fishing up on uh, Red Lake. Uh, they are walking out, and this one resort is allowing four wheelers out. But man, you got to be cautious with this kind of weather, Kevin. Mm-hmm. I just spoke yeah. to somebody again early this morning. Uh, don't push it. We're getting too excited, too anxious to get out there, and there is just no sense in breaking through. Yeah, and and when 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 you share something like you know the the, the resorts up north and, and you know in 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 the northern part of Minnesota are still you know seeing open water, it's you know it's 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 going to be uh, uh, a challenge for for folks down here. That's not to say though that we can't be doing things at least to you know get ready for uh, for the uh, uh, 
uh, you know, ice fishing season here. It, it, we'll get we'll get it in some form or another here uh, eventually. Um, so yeah, you know, we can get the tackle ready. Oh, you're right, Kevin. We definitely can. It's a great. I call it a transition time, and I think a lot of anglers have sort of postponed that. Uh, because of this warm weather, but we know ice is going to come. We will be ice fishing. We just don't know when. And it's a great opportunity to get your rod and reels ready. It's a great uh, time frame to uh, uh, take a look at your tackle, as you mentioned. Uh, go through your tackle, you know, uh, your electronics, your augers, our batteries charged up. Are they ready to go? Do you, should have you replaced blades? Uh, you can go on and on. Uh, maybe want to uh, you know, add some accessories to your fish house. You, if it's a wheelhouse or if it's a portable, there's a lot of things that we can really do at this time of the year uh, to really, you know, sort of buy time, but also, too, when the ice comes, we can go out on the ice and not say to ourselves, well, I didn't do this, I should have done it, and mm-hmm. then they all of a sudden we're not ready or we lost the fish because of our equipment failure. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, you know, you're, you're absolutely right, you know, replacing things that maybe need to be replaced and, you know, certainly... Um, uh, you mentioned there, and that that just struck a chord with me when you mentioned, uh, you know, batteries and things like that for uh, your depth finders and, and things like that. You know, now is the time to uh, to get that stuff taken care of when the weather is still reasonably decent and you don't have to, uh, you know, figure out there's a problem once you're out on the ice. You can kind of take care of it ahead of time. Well, that's right. And the other thing, too, I think a lot of uh, uh, anglers forget about, like, and I always will check my uh, heater, you know, making mm-hmm. sure it's, uh, you know, if it's running correctly, you don't want to go out on the ice, and all of a sudden you can't get it running or it can't get the heat to turn on. And then check your propane. Uh, I use, uh, uh, you know, of course, for a wheelhouse, it's 20-pound or uh Mm-hmm. or larger tanks, but with a portable, you know, make sure you got, you know, uh, ample supply of one-pound cylinders. I, you know, it's so often that uh, you we you know, sort of forget about that. The other thing, too, you know, when you go out in a, a portable or well, even a wheelhouse, make sure you got line cutters, make sure you got a, a pair of forceps or some sort of pliers to um, take uh, hooks out of fish. Uh, there's a lot of things that we can really do just to make uh, the ice fishing trip a lot more enjoyable. Same thing with clothing, Kevin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and, and you know, as uh, uh, I, I know last weekend you were at the, uh, the, the St. Paul Ice Fishing Show. We talked about it uh, the other day on the on the phone, and, and you know, it, it, it's uh, that's one of those places where uh, you get to see what really is out there in terms of uh, the clothing and, and the quality clothing and the really nice uh, protective gear that uh, is just, you know, I, we talk about the, you know, rods, reels, lines, and things like that. But, but boy, I tell you, the, uh, you know, having, having the proper winter clothing, um, boots, hats, gloves, coats, what have you, uh, it's just so critical, I think, to uh, uh, to, to making a uh, a fun day, but also I, I think it, it it plays a role in, in having a, a successful day. Well, it definitely does, and that's a big factor. I've done some work with the uh, uh, DNR and also with the fish biologist and on the human body. And what happens, Kevin? And I don't we ever talked about this, but what happens when we're cold out there? Our brain, uh, our brain sends a message to our body to start to shiver. 
We have no control over that. And once that's happening, our concentration on catching fish becomes secondary. Yeah. All we're trying to do, uh, again, uh, we can't control it. We start to shiver uh, to keep our body warm. That's why it's a very, very important to dress correctly. You know, the other thing, too, if you're out there and say you've got a, a fairly decent day and you start to perspire, you've got to get, you know, what I'll do is take my stocking cap off or whatever it may be or unzip my coat, take my gloves off, something to cool down because you do not want to have that moisture against your body. That's another factor mm -hmm. that will cause you uh, to get cold. Yes, exactly. You're, you're very, very right. And um, so much of the, the new clothing today just takes advantage of, of that uh, technology to help sort of wick away perspiration and, and keep you dry, which um, I, I think people tend to overlook, you know, like you, you just mentioned there, too. You know, you, you're working around and, you know, you're drilling holes and this and that or whatever. Yeah, it might be a little warm in the, uh, the shelter and, and you work up a little bit of a sweat, but... Um, it's it's so important just to stay dry when you're you're out there. Beyond obviously, uh, you know we've we've talked about uh, unfortunate falling in, but um, just even something as simple as that can uh, can in, can make a big difference. Well, it really can you know? And I know our our, our clam they, uh, had quite a display of uh, float suits and suits mm -hmm. uh, at the ice fishing show last week. And it's so important how many people are looking at with the, you know, photos which are becoming extremely popular. Mm -hmm. But also, too, they have not, a non-photo, which I just love. And even in a portable fish house, if it's really getting warm, I either shut the heater off uh, and turn it back on. If necessary, I'll take my jacket off, Kevin, mm -hmm. or my coat. Uh, and uh, same thing with a stocking cap. There's netting up on top. You can put your stocking cap and your gloves in there mm -hmm. and or a face mask. And it's so important to us. Um, if we feel good, but if we're, you know, um, at ease with the heat or the temperatures in the fish house, we, and then, of course, we got the holes. We have to prevent that from freezing up. But it just makes us so much enjo more enjoyable. And then it allows us to, you know, should I dig this way? Should I try a different bait? Should I drive, mm -hmm. try a different lure? You know, it allows us to really think about what we're actually doing on the ice. Well, and, 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 and this kind of reminds me of something here as is, is, well. We've talked about this during the uh during the open water season in, in, in the past year too, about, um, you know, you know, when you go out, you're, you know, have that game plan and have, you know, you're targeting specific fish, um, you know, whether it's walleye or bass or panfish, what have you. And then you build your set of gear accordingly. You're doing the same thing exactly for, uh, for ice fishing as well. Correct. Oh, you definitely, yes, you are, Kevin. That's a very, very good point that we don't talk about a whole lot uh, is, you know, what I, I'll just say in reference to myself. Mm -hmm. What I'll do, I'll, I'll, obviously, I'm going to know the lake I'm going to be fishing the day before I go fishing, and then I'm watching the weather conditions, mm -hmm. uh, what kind of snow cover, what kind of ice conditions, uh, is there a lot of people out there, what time should I go out there. Like, for instance, if you're fishing, uh, you know, crappies and sunfish, or even walleyes, like in the mornings, Kevin, most anglers, especially sunfish and crappies, will come out about 8.30 in the morning, mm -hmm. between 8 and 8.30. We need to be out there much earlier than that. First of all, we want to take advantage of a, um, a bite that's really uh, emphasized by the food source that's available uh, early, early morning, and then also want to avoid fishing pressure. Same thing in the evening. Uh, for instance, if you're fishing walleyes, you've got a walleye bite that's taking place at say, 4.30, quarter to 5, you don't want to be cutting holes at 4.30. You need to be cutting mm -hmm. holes at about 
3 o'clock. One is for the noise to settle down, and we have to be having our gear set up, our rod and reels or tip-ups, what we're doing a half hour before sunset because that sun's uh, uh, rays are bent, and it's actually darker underneath the ice 30 minutes before uh, above the ice. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly, and yeah, you just have to do that uh, uh, that that pre planning. And 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 you mentioned when we were talking before we got on the air this morning as well, uh, and you you touched on it there too about uh, uh, learning about a, a lake too. This is another thing that we can, uh, and, and I'm kind of backing up a little here, but uh, um, another thing that that we can do as we wait for ice fishing season is. Uh, you know, check out those bodies of water and and maybe find a new place that uh, you want to try. And, and again, do your research on, on that kind of stuff. Well, it's so very important. I advise that, you know, open water fishing and also ice fishing, uh, pick out a new lake that you haven't been on. And uh, like you mentioned, you know, do some research, you know, if it's uh, lake maps or however you want to get that information. And then, you know, visit with the bait shop or, or try to get as much information from, you know, the conservate, the DNRs and so forth. And that'll help us, you know, pick out a, a specific locations and just don't go out and, and expect a body of water to produce big sunfish or big crappies or oh, uh, mm-hmm. good walleye population. You know, check out that population before you go out there. Mm-hmm. You know, don't go walleye fishing on a lake that has very minimal walleyes in it. Same thing with crappies or sunfish. You need to do that homework. But now you're really, uh, shall we say, sort of one up on catching fish. Because here again, too, I think too often we make this assumption that all bodies of water will hold walleyes, crappies, sunfish, perch, or whatever it may be, and they don't. Or maybe they don't hold a quality of the fish that we're after. So it really pays for us. And the other thing, too, Kevin, is that when you go out there and pick out a new lake, it makes us um, think a little bit. Uh, We gain more knowledge. And by doing that, then it's going to help us catch more fish. But it really does, you know, instead of going to the same old body water day after day, we don't, uh, we're not learning much. You may be learning something with colors or jigging actions over, but we're not looking at uh, where these fish are on, on different bodies of water. I think it's it's really a challenge, and if we can uh, overcome that in a sense of where by pursuing you know our game plan, we're going to be extremely successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's and there's so many resources available out there too. Uh, you, you touched on uh, you know the maps and you know contour maps and and reading those and and you know, figuring out, okay, here's a, a place, a, a, a point that I'm seeing on the map that I want to try at. And, uh, you know, there's just, um, you, you can really narrow that focus down on a, uh, on a body of water and, and save so much time, really, as, as you mentioned. It, it's, you're, not, you're not having to, you know, sort of willy-nilly go here and there and, and hope you can find something or, or go where everybody else is fishing and, and figure you're going to have success. And, and, you know, it just... It, having that knowledge is so so important. Yes, and it's it's the best from when we're picking out. Well, even if it's a body water where you know we've been fishing, mm-hmm. is pick out four or five spots that you're going to fish. Uh, not any more than that. And generally speaking, then you want to you know target that number one spot. If you don't have any success there, you want to go to number two spot, three spot. But you have to also uh, you don't want to go cut a couple of holes and fish it for five minutes. And um, and then move. You got to give it some time for that noise to settle down. You got to see if you can draw a fish into that hole uh, with different baits and different lures. You got uh, again. You have you know we have to put sort of in perspective. You know today too, uh, just like open water, we expect immediate results. 
and we're not going to have immediate results every day, all day long. No, that's uh, that, that's that's very true, and uh, at least for me, anyway, I always see it. it it's you're you're adding more challenge as opposed to, in ice fishing season. You're always adding more challenge or more elements to the challenge, anyway, as opposed to say open water season, as well. Oh, you're exactly right, sure. And what are the uh, big factors here? One is, you know, clothing, of course. Mm -hmm. Uh, But number two is that, you know, totally uh, different environment for the fish underneath the ice. That's a big factor. Noise is a big factor. Uh, But there's so many. It's totally, totally different. Uh, And we have to accept that, you know, it's not as different as we maybe tried to paint a picture, but it's definitely a different uh, way of approaching these fish, uh, how they react in the wintertime because their environment has changed so drastically. Uh, so there's a lot of factors we have to weigh. We can't go out there and, and expect uh, um, action like we would in a second. And we're so limited in uh, mobility also. You know, we can't jump from one spot to the next with a boat, but what, and it's pretty hard, uh, you know, to keep jumping constantly, quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You can't just sort of, uh, you know, with ice fishing, you just can't sort of drift uh, as you would during, you know, in a boat in the open water season. You can just kind of drift into these areas and, you know, slowly move around. You can't, you know, you're you're in a, a fixed position uh, during ice fishing season. So, yeah, the, the more knowledge, um, it, it, it makes perfect sense. The more knowledge that you have about where you're fishing and, and what you're fishing for and those you know, all those different little bits of knowledge I, I is just adds up to uh, uh, much more success on the water. Yeah, it really does. And, you know, uh, I, if so often you can, you know, YouTube, podcast, mm-hmm. read, uh, study, and so forth. But, you know, the best uh, uh, ways to learn is actually getting out on the body of water mm-hmm. and then keep an open mind. Uh, you know, what am I going to do next? How am I going to do it? You know, think about what we're doing out there. Just don't go out there, as you mentioned, sort of really nearly around. You know, hopefully you're going to be uh, catching fish. And many times you might catch a couple. Many times you won't catch any. Many times there are going to be smaller fish than what you really thought you were going to catch. So it really pays a t- We need to pay attention to what we're doing uh, on the water or on the ice. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, yeah, and, um, you know, uh, to me, anyway, part of it, again, part of the challenge is with, with ice fishing, you can't necessarily, it's much harder to see what the conditions are like down there. Uh, you, you know, you really have to, you know, you have to drill the hole. You know, during the open water season, you can see, well, the water's cloudy and uh, this and that. And, and um, ice fishing season, you know, you've got to drill the hole and uh, all these other things, I think, that, that make it, uh, uh, again, another uh, another few more uh, elements in that uh, in that equation to to figure out uh, how things are are going to work out there. Yeah, you really do. I think it's so important. As you know, the other factor too here is practice versatility. You yeah. know, uh, just because you were told, or maybe you had success yesterday, or the day before, or a week before, or one bait or one lure. In fact, I just spoke to somebody this morning about this. Is that we've got to keep on experimenting until we find uh, what. Uh, the fish want you know, I always at the seminars, especially I'll say fish are talking to us, but we don't listen. Mm-hmm. And you know, meaning that you know we're trying this bait or this lure, or this jig or this bait, um, you know, minnows or waxes or whatever it is, and we're not catching fish, but we're marking fish. We've got to do something different. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. Well, Terry, I'm going to take a short break here, and then uh, uh, we will continue the conversation here this morning. Chatting with Tackle Terry Tuma here this morning on WKTY Outdoors. Uh, be back in just a few moments with more of the program. Stay tuned. Lots of good stuff coming up here on WKTY and WKTY Outdoors. And welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. Uh, chatting here this morning with Tackle Terry Tuma on the program. And uh, we're just uh, always good to get ter- Terry on the program here. And uh, we were talking uh, off the air here a little bit about uh, a couple of things. We were just finishing up a conversation on uh, uh, ice houses and, and uh, shelters and, and things along those lines. And, and, and Terry, uh, you know, I mean... One of the things, and again, you were at the uh, the, the St. Paul Ice Fishing Show last weekend, and, and of course, there's a, a myriad of, of uh, shelters and and uh, you know flip ups, all sorts of things, uh, from the the, the high end luxury uh, wheelhouses down to uh, uh, some of the great products that that Clam makes and, and uh, things along those lines. And and I guess talk a little bit about. Um, and, and one of the points we wanted to talk about was uh, the importance of, I guess, buying the right house for what you're going to need. Uh, and, and that's kind of a broad, I know that's a broad question, but uh, let's get into that a little bit. Yeah, no, it isn't really a broad question. I guess one thing is here, uh, I always use the uh, American consumer likes bigger and the best. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, then what happens, and I've had this uh, question asked to me many times, or even uh, what uh, anglers are doing, they'll buy maybe a, a two- or three-man fish house, but most of the time, you know, they buy it because of the extra room and so forth, but they only fish alone. And then after a year of fishing, or not even a year, they say, you know, it's too much of a house. It's too heavy to load up by myself, so they downsize to one man, uh, which is a very, very much of a factor. Then the other question I just had is recently is should I buy an insulated house? And yes, uh, it's not going to be that much more weight, but an insulated house, is, we have no idea how much more heat it retains. Uh, also, we remove the condensation from dripping on our uh, you know, head and so forth, so it's well worth uh, that. And my house that fits your style of fishing. The other thing, too, we saw in the hub system that are becoming extremely popular, mm-hmm. uh, easy setup, uh, you know, uh, no weight. We can almost uh, to the point of just carrying them. And, but, you know, and the other fact, you know, if you are able to use a hub house, that's fine. The other thing, too, I maintain many, many times is if you have a wheelhouse, uh, place a hub house alongside the door, and now you got an extra storage area. You can also cook in it. You got to be careful of fires, of course, mm-hmm. but uh, you can use it as a storage area. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and and, and you are right. I, you know, it, it's it's. I think a lot of uh, individuals tend to to fish alone, and you know, having a, a four person. Uh, Shelter is uh, is is just a, a bit much. I can understand having a little extra space, but um, even I think the 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 single uh, the single size shelters still offer a pretty good amount of, of room to work around and move around in. And um, I, yeah, I, I, that's what I guess I would be looking at. 
Oh, yes, you're right. Yeah, even the uh, one-man houses of flip-overs have uh, ample room. You know, a lot of them have sort of extended their uh, angling space, if you will, on the ice. And, you know, all you need is, uh, for instance, I use, uh, you know, what I have in the house. I have a container to hold a fish mm-hmm. and then also the vexlar. And then, two is uh, a, a heater. I have a small heater, and that's really all you need. And, you know, I only, under most conditions, just drill one hole, uh, and then two, and I'm a firm believer one hole is much better, more productive than two holes under most conditions, and that's all you really need. Uh, mm-hmm. You're fine if you just, you don't need to take a ton of equipment, you know, and, and put, you know, I know some anglers will take a 20-pound propane tank, they pull it out there, that's heavy, uh, and why do all of that? Just get uh, uh, Mr. Buddy or mm-hmm. or whatever it may be, uh, just so you can use the one-pound cylinders. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, and, you know, you're, you're heating a, a, a one, two-person shelter. You're not heating an entire home. You don't need that big tank of, of, of propane. No, and it's amazing what, you know, usually one-pound tank, depending on how long you're going to fish throughout the day, but one-pound tank will definitely take care of, you know, uh, a full morning and maybe even to the next day, uh, you know, not out there all day fishing, but uh, uh, it's amazing the one-pounders, how much heat that they provide and how long. Well, right, exactly, and you know, with the with those insulated shelters, as you mentioned as well, too, they they you know they retain that heat, and uh, you know you're probably not going to be you know cranking up the heater as high or as often, maybe as well. So that's that's another factor to consider. Yes, it is, and there's many, many times I even turn the heat up. It's got so warm in there, but they retain the heat, and then too, when you got the. Instead of the house, uh, the sun is going to help with the heat. Also, mm-hmm. too, it'll keep some of that extra uh, you know, sunlight out. It's going to be a little bit darker inside. So there's a lot of plus factors getting an insulated house versus a non-insulated. It's going to cost a few more dollars, but not that much more. No, and, and I, th- I think the advantage is, at least uh, to my way of thinking, is, is that you know, you're spending a little bit more, but the benefits that you're receiving, I, I think, outweigh not having them. You know. Oh, you're right. Yes. And I think, if I can recall, with the clam uh, houses, there's only like a five pounds difference in a one man oh, yeah. as far as weight, mm-hmm. and, which and, is very minimal. Yeah, which yeah is, is, is nothing in terms of, of, uh, of weight. You're, you're carrying light gear anyway. So, uh, you know. and, and if you've got a snowmobile and, and uh, something along those lines that, that you're, you know, or, or ATV, what have you, that you're bringing out on the ice, it's it doesn't matter. It wouldn't matter anyway. But uh, um, it's uh, uh, yeah, they're they're definitely worth the the extra investment. Now, one other thing here too, I wanted to touch on as well that uh, uh, we talked about too is and that you've gotten a lot of uh, questions on as well are uh, is the use of braided line. Uh, tell me about what. Uh, what you've what questions you've been asked and 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 what your answer is 
Well, uh, what, uh, especially at the ice show, I received, and not only at the ice show, but um, braided line is becoming very, very popular for ice fishermen. Uh, one is a real thin diameter. Uh, it does uh, have a tendency sometimes to collect uh, water and it will freeze up. But if you're inside a house, that's not an issue. And uh, the real thin diameter, so you're going to get more, uh, shall we say, more sensitivity. Uh, it's going to drop quicker. But when you're using braided line, you've got to have a soft tip rod and a good drag system. That's uh, a number one because there's no stretch at all. But the sense it is unbelievable. And then the other uh, is should I tie direct or should I uh, use a, a fluorocarbon or a mono leader? Uh, I've been uh, doing both, and I don't know how much for walleye fishing I do use a fluorocarbon leader or a mono leader. But generally speaking, it would be a fluorocarbon. And uh, with the crappies and sunfish, I've been tying a direct to um Many of my lures, I do both, Kevin, mm-hmm. but also, too, many anglers have told me that they, at the ice where they tie directly to that jig or to that vertical jigging spoon or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and 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 like you said, there's there's really no stretch, but, uh, yeah, and, and are you seeing that the lines are, uh, those braided lines, the, the, uh, the quality, I guess, overall quality, has improved over the years and is getting keep, continues yeah. to keep getting better and better. Yes, it, it is. You know, I don't think, and I use, um, uh, you know, there's been some. Should I use the uh, crystal or should I use a black? I, um, I use a Berkeley uh, Fireline crystal. It's whitish in color. Mm-hmm. I just feel personally that it doesn't. Um, it sort of blends more so in the water. If you're fishing some real dark water, then you want to maybe consider black. But uh, I really feel that's a lot of pluses. You know, the biggest, one of the biggest plus factor is when you have no stretch. It's amazing, Kevin, especially with sunfish and crappies, uh, and especially we'll sort of refer to sunfish and even tough bite walleye, how light these fish mm-hmm. bite. And you've got to set the hook. You've got to, you know, there's time frames where you want to leave me 100% stretch. You don't want any stretch at all. You can, you know, when you maybe you're marking it on your Vexlar or you're uh, seeing that fish coming in or you see that line jump just a speck, you don't feel anything in, the, in your rod, you've got to set the hook, and that's going to be a really quick reaction, and that's where... I really believe braided line is a big plus. Yep, exactly, and you you, you are exact. You are exactly right, and, and uh, it, it just seems like more so in the uh, uh, it, during ice fishing season, uh, those bites are just so um, so subtle and so light that that uh, you know it, it's so easy to miss them as well. And you pull up the the line, and and you've got no bait, and and you're wondering where it went. Yeah, and many times you're not going to see it, you're not going to feel it. It's almost like, mm-hmm. you know, I, uh, it's almost like gut feel, Kevin, where yeah. you, uh, you know, and, you know, here too, if, you know, if you think you got a bite, you got to set the hook. But mm-hmm. many times what you think you got a bite, you got a bite. And if you don't, like you mentioned, they're going to steal the, uh, the bait or they're going to just back away. And they, maybe they open their mouth, they rejected it. And uh, at that time, we only had like a quarter second or less to set the hook. And at that time, then we just missed the fish completely. That's why using the proper rod, the proper line, and paying attention to what's happening out there. That's why I also say, too, is one hole, uh, not two holes. You know, if you're in a big mm-hmm. wheelhouse or a skid house, that's a little bit different because you're usually, you know, fishing a little bit different style. But in, but even in a wheelhouse or a skid house, I think you're much more 
productive using one hole and one rod. Exactly. Well, Terry, I've got to uh, ramp things up for uh, today, and, and as always, uh, uh, it, it is uh, always a pleasure to get you on it and and chat with you and, and uh, have you share your knowledge with the the listeners this morning here. So uh, again, I always uh, always appreciate having you on. Well, thank you so much, Kevin. It's always a great opportunity to visit with you and to share some information with all of our fellow anglers. All right. Well, you take care, Terry, and we will uh, we will talk to you again soon here. Uh, I've got to wrap things up for this Saturday, so uh, uh, time to head on out for uh, today. You have yourself a tremendous weekend, and uh, we will do it again next Saturday with another edition of WKTY Outdoors. So until then, be safe, be well, and... I guess just kind of get the uh, ice fishing gear ready to go. Eventually we'll get there, I guess. So, But anyway, you have yourself a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday on WKTY Outdoors.